This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am solo here, but we have a great show. We have Eric Anders, who just fought Leoto Machida in Brazil at a main event. He'll be calling in. Uh, we also have Phil Baroni, who's doing bare knuckle boxing. I got to talk to him about that. Uh, I mean, figures, you know, a guy who's doing bare knuckle boxing like Baroni, he likes it raw all the time. And Darian Caldwell, who I knew was going to be the champion first time I saw him. I was like, dude, this guy's, I saw him wrestle in college and he'd be Brett Metcalf. I'm like, this guy has something special. I just knew it. I knew it. So they're all going to be on the show. We got a great show. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, uh, if you partake in marijuana, CBD, vapes, flour, there's only one place to go. That's speedweed.com. They will deliver it to you. You don't have to, I mean, gas is expensive. You, you can get into an accident. Sometimes you just don't want to, I mean, look, when you order pizza, it's delivered. You don't go to the pizza place and get it. Why should you do that with marijuana? Chinese food? Delivery. Let them deliver to you. All right? You want to relax? Have a good night? Day, evening, whatever you want, Speedweed will take care of it. Okay, the guy Gino is a nice guy. He's a mensch. If you don't know what mensch means, he means he's a he's a swell fellow or girl, fella, or it's not really a fella. Is there a, a, a female? Uh, he's he's a he's a good dude. Okay, Gino was a great guy. Uh, he took in this dog that was like on the 101 that was running around, and now the dog is like loves him. He's a great great guy. Mention roasted, you get. $10 off any order of $100 or more. So, how am I doing? I'm doing good. I had a show at the Dime Bar on, uh, I, did, I did the Laugh Factory last night in Long Beach. I love the Laugh Factory. But before that, I did the Dime Bar. And it's, the Dime Bar is one of the hardest rooms out there. It's just, a lot of people don't even know they're going to see a comedy show before they get there. It's a small audience. It's not really built for comedy. It's a, it's a weird shape. But if you could do well there, everything is easier. It's like training with, uh, with with gold medalists or uh, with champions, because when you when you get to those, you know you're gonna be you, when you you know train with wolves, and then when you come back to the sheep, you're then the wolf of the sheep. So I did a show on uh, on on Tuesday night, and I'm on stage, and I, I go up last, and it was cool. I got to, I got to work with Flex Alexander, who's a really really good comic, nice guy too. And I remember watching him in Homeboys in Outer Space back when it was a. Uh, uh, show on UPN. That's how old I am. I'm, I'm going to be 40. Getting old sucks, by the way, people. But you, go, you go from being attractive to being fuckable. Or if you weren't attractive before, you're, you're still not attractive. But, but it, it's, it's rough. You're getting old. I, it's not, I don't have a... It's hard. It's hard when you get old. Because even when I wrestle or do sports, my mind can tell me what I want to do, but my body doesn't follow. But I digress. So uh, I did the show at the Dime Bar, and I'm on stage, and it's like kind of emptying out. It was sort of empty before, and I'm on stage, and this beautiful black woman comes in by herself, young, hot. I mean, just smoking hot, like a ten out of ten. 
just and I was that's kind of awkward. It's kind of weird when a girl comes by herself to a bar and says, you know, at that age, a lot of times girls they travel in packs or they're with a guy or you know they have that like. Some girls used to have friends that weren't as good looking as them to make them look better, which is like being the, I don't know, the the best player on the. Uh, on like the Browns or whatever. But this girl, she comes by herself and I'm on stage and I was like, so what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I'm here. I have a, 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 a date. So now everyone's tuned in. There's about 20 people there. Uh, and they're like, oh, but, but, but mostly com- a lot of comics. But And I was like, oh, who's your date with? She's like, well, I haven't met him yet. I'm like, all right, right. I'm like, well, Bumble, Tinder, Worldstar, SoulSwipe, Farmers Only. Where, where did you meet? She's like, well, no, actually uh, on Instagram. Now that's a... That's a baller thing. A lot of guys now, they're meeting girls, they're going on their Instagram pages, and they're, they're liking their things, and then they sign into the DMs, and that's how they're meeting. Me, I, like, I miss that. I'm a married man now, but that's, that, that's what I hear. The what's her guy? But she's like, well, oh, I'm like, oh, you know, was this guy creeping on your Instagram? She's like, no, I was creeping on his. So right away, like, if this girl is creeping on him, I'm like, okay, what team does he play for? Right, and right, everyone starts laughing, and she's like, well, actually, he used to play football. Now he's an actor. Or and I'm like and a model. I'm like, is it OJ? So now I have the whole crowd laughing and guessing what football player. And I'm saying like Emmett Smith, Ed Tuttle Jones. I don't even Christian Okoye. I don't even watch football anymore. So, uh, but I'm naming people that Altoon, who used to be on the Jets. But she wouldn't give up that information, right? So then uh, I was like, well, what do you do? She's like, well, I'm a, I'm a dancer. I'm like, in Atlanta? She's like, yeah, for, how, how did you know? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, for the Hawks. I'm like, well, you are a Hawk. You actually swooped this guy up. So now I'm like, well, the guy you're dating, is he white or black? And she's like, oh, he's black. I'm like, well, it's Tuesday night. I'm like, he'll be here on a while Wednesday. That, people loved it. I didn't actually stutter when I said it, but people were just going crazy. And uh, so, but then, you know, we're going back and forth. And uh, finally, I was hoping the guy would show up. He didn't, right? So later that night, I'm, Eve Edwards went on. I'm sitting here with Eve and his, uh, his girlfriend and my friend Gumbo, who's a comic. And of course, this guy walks in. And I just, this huge guy, good-looking guy. I'm like, that's the, I guarantee that's the guy, right? So I go to my friend Gumbo. I was like, yo, that guy used to play for the whatever. So I followed the girl on Instagram and then looked at, at his Instagram and see that she was following him. So I was like, oh, well, I'll tell him she left. So I go up to this football player who's like with two of his friends, this huge, huge guy. And I'm like, so uh, that girl, uh, you're here to see, uh, what's your name? And he's like, uh, he look, yeah, yeah, I was talking about you. I was the comedian at the comedy show. Because the place had turned into a bar now. He didn't even know that. He looked at me like I was insane. And it was kind of awkward. Eve was dying laughing. And then I just kind of moonwalked back to my seat. So that, that was on Tuesday night, um, and, uh, but it, it was good. I, I happen to like the dime bar. I like, I like getting better. I like running it. It's hard and annoying sometimes because I, I book about 20 comics a week, and they're always asking me, like, you know, I'll give the guy the light, and they're like, is that the light? You know that was the light. People are always blowing the light, or, or when they have a bad set, comics are always like, thanks for letting me work stuff out. I'm like, dude, do that on your time. Work stuff out. This is a fucking... I'm, I'm trying to get people to come every week. It's not, I, mean, I understand. If you're going to do new material, which you always want to throw in new material, sandwich it under material that already works, put in the new material, and then close out with something that works. That's what pros do, or most pros. I mean, obviously, if you're Chris Rock or Chappelle or someone else where you've earned the right to just show up anywhere you want with a notepad. But the problem with LA Comics is that they see that, and they all think they can do that, and then they bomb, and then the crowd is running for their lives, and then they say to me, oh, sir, thanks for letting me work stuff out. Well, fucking, I'm going to work this out in therapy now, or at least a podcast. So anyway, uh, 
So that was good. Um, and then what else is going on? Let's talk about uh, MMA, right? Big day in MMA today. Um, turned out so... We had Frankie Edgar on last week, uh, on, on Monday, and now Conor McGregor is saying he offered to step in and save the card, but the UFC told him no because they couldn't afford him. That has to be the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. First of all, when is Dana White going to say no? To like, Was there an offer? Like, did, did the offer actually be made? Who did they contact? Like, this, the whole thing just sounds... And then you got Ali Abdulaziz going crazy, saying that, you know, he's going nuts now, saying that Connor's uh, scared of Frankie, and he's, he called him a hooker that nobody wants to fuck anymore because she's old. First of all, that's not true. I know plenty of guys that will still fuck old hookers. Uh, number two, let's not kid ourselves. McGregor is still the biggest draw in MMA. I mean, he's the biggest draw, hands down, by a lot. However, that being said... Either you fight or you don't fight. You don't say, well, I, w I offered it, but then they didn't give me the... Then you didn't offer it then. You, you, you didn't... I mean, either you do it or you don't. And if you don't... <laughs> it's, just a, it's a weird thing to say. I offered it, but then they said they couldn't afford me. Like, what? And that's how I'm interpreting it. I know I'm going to get McGregor fans telling me, that's not what happened, and DMing me and telling me something else, and whatever. That's how I took it. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong a lot. I'm, I'm wrong a lot. I'll admit I'm wrong a lot. That's the problem with the world right now and social media in particular is you got people that are so on the right. Let's take gun control as an issue. And then you got people that are so on the left and they're arguing back and forth, right? They're screaming. The extreme sides are screaming. Now, I could see both sides, okay? I could see both sides. I definitely would, uh, you know, err on the side of you know, more gun control, obviously, you know, raising the age and doing more background checks and getting rid of semi-automatic weapons. And yeah, but I could see people saying, well, in order to stop a bad guy with a gun, you need a good guy with a gun. I could see that side as well. But I, and I could understand both, both opinions. So I don't really have like a fucking, you know, this is the only way. The problem is that some comics do. And then those are the ones that are being heard. And because, I don't know, I'm in the middle in a lot of areas, but anyway, so, uh, I don't know, I'm excited about being a dad, that's pretty awesome, uh, we're having a daughter, uh, super happy about that, um, nervous, because I'm on the road a lot, so I gotta figure out how to stay in town more, uh, and, uh, you know, my, my wife and I, we went to go see the ultrasound, I had missed the first two ultrasound, because I was away, so we're sitting there with the nurse, and we're looking at the baby, and my wife is like, Adam is seeing the baby for the first time, which obviously doesn't make me feel good. So I was like, well, yeah, I had to make sure that it was mine. And then my wife's embarrassed. Like, He's a comedian. You know, that, that's, you know, whatever. It was, it was, she laughed, thank God. And uh, my wife, thank, my, my God puts up with me. Uh, Valentine's Day was fun. I got, we're going to San Diego this weekend because I know I'm not Yamasaki. I never realized it was last week, but I was away in Houston. So now I got her trips. And then she got me tickets to go see Tony, 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 Casey, and JoJo, as well as Color Me Bad. I can, uh, Tony, 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 I'm actually probably the most excited about. Color Me Bad, uh, they had a couple hits. And Casey and JoJo, the All My Life song I like a lot. You know, I can't get into these. Some people come on. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly put on a great show. But a lot of these, like I went to go see, uh, not new, but Ja Rule and Ashanti. Obviously, it's a very old concert. But they put on a great show, Ashanti especially. That girl can sing her ass off and very entertaining. But Ray J opens up. And he does like, I don't know, two songs. He's got like 10 hot dancers. That, that kind of saved him. But then... 
he has these scooters on stage that he was selling. Like, it was his called Raycon. And he's like, yo, Raycon. And he was rapping about selling these scooters. I'm like, is this what it's come to now? Really? We're, we're, we're selling scooters? Is that what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go on stage with a, I don't know, a sewing machine and do all my jokes about that and offer to sell it? I mean, really? This is a fucking, we were at the... At the at the, uh, the the Novo Theater, it's a big place. This is what you're you're selling fucking scooters from the stage. Come on. Anyway, uh, what else in MMA news? Uh, so Chuck Liddell versus Ortiz. There's there's rumblings this might happen. Ortiz said it, he wants to do it in the UFC. Please don't do this. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Really? I mean, is it's going to take him eight weeks to walk to the octagon? There's there's going to have a ramp. I mean, they're going to have you know. They're going to have like, what are we doing? They're going to be, uh, the, the, the corner is going to be the three wise men. I mean, why are we doing this? I'm still going to watch it. Yes, I'll watch it. Of course I'll watch it. I'll, I'll be happy to watch it. But, but, but under, I, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. So Derek Brunson and Bisbing are going back and forth. Brunson wants to make that fight. Bisbing does not. Um, you know, I understand. Look, it, it makes sense on paper. Bisbing's coming off two losses. Uh, you know, Derek Brunson's coming off a loss. Both have gotten knocked out. Both of them are top ten guys. Um, why not? And uh, but I don't know. I think Bisping probably has more to lose in that fight. If Brunson loses, he well, no, Brunson. I mean, maybe Brunson's got more to lose because it'll probably be Bisping's last fight. And then you know, where does Brunson if he beats him? So what? He beats a guy who's now retired. Personally. I don't know what Bisping has to prove to anybody. The guy has done it all. I mean, you look at all the guys he's fought. He fought the top guys. He never got busted for anything other than being a, a dick sometimes, but that whatever. He's, he's fought the best guys in their prime. Half of them were juicing. Actually, I don't know, 75% of them were busted for steroids. He's a good guy. He's a good father, a good husband, a good role model, a good actor. What does he have to do? But these guys can't go out with the loss. For some reason, they, don't, they just can't do it. And then when they win, they think they still have it. It's a double-edged sword. But I, don't, I mean, that Gastelum knockout, was, that was rough to watch. That was really, really rough to watch. By the way, Gastelum tweeted that he'd like to fight Colby Covington. That'd be a good fight. A really good fight, actually. Uh, and that's the weight class where Gastelum should be at. At 85, people were saying Jacare versus Gastelum or, I don't know, Romero versus Gastelum. Come on. This is where weight classes do matter, and especially Kelvin. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm, uh, we're talking about right now. Um, and uh, it's going to be a good fight, uh, though. Well, what's going to be a good fight? This weekend's going to be a good card, actually. Uh, I'm, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the whole card. You know, you got Josh Emmett uh, versus, um, uh, who the fuck is that guy? Jeremy Stevens. That's going to be a good fight. But I still I get annoyed that Emmett missed weight by like four pounds when he knocked out uh, Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo, right? Ricardo, he knocked out, uh, you know, we all know who, yeah. That, 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 that bothers me. That, 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 that does bother me uh, because, Ricardo Lamas, because if you miss weight by four pounds and then you, he got, nah, you know how I feel about this. I don't have to keep beating a fucking dead horse. Um, but I do want to thank our sponsors. So listen, people, even if you got a fat lip from a fight, 
you can still pack a fat lip with Black Buffalo. Black Buffalo is the only tobacco-free alternative dip that delivers the same experience as traditional smokeless products, just without any tobacco leaf or stem. The taste, the texture, the rich dark color, and yeah, the nicotine. So you can keep the ritual, but ditch the tobacco. How great is that? Black Buffalo makes tobacco-free long cut and pouches in the flavors of wintergreen, mint, and straight. They sell two packs, five packs, and merchandise exclusively on their website with free shipping. Head to blackbuffalo.com and use the code ROASTED50 for 50% off your first order. I'm telling you guys, listen, just go to blackbuffalo.com, use the code ROASTED50. That's ROASTED50 for half off your first order. I know a lot of our listeners, they, 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 they like dipping, they like packing a dip. And you know, I used to dip when I was younger. I still do sometimes. And when I do dip, I do it with black buffalo. So uh, definitely uh, check it out. Also, listen, be a dandy. Do you feel embarrassed buying condoms at the grocery store? I, I hate doing that. I, you go there, you got some people behind you. Maybe you have like a, a, a nun behind you or an ex-girlfriend or someone else. Or, it's just the store guy judges you. Everyone judges you. And have you ever been stuck in that moment at 2 o'clock in the morning alone because you forgot to buy condoms? That's the worst. You finally get the girl that you like to want to have sex with you. She's ready to go. You're ready to go. And bam, nothing. No condoms. Do you hate going out of your way to buy condoms? I do. But guess what? We have solved that because how many times would you have sealed the deal only if you had a condom handy? Be a dandy. Yes, be a dandy.com. I'm telling you, don't get a handy be a dandy. You never run out. It's less expensive than buying them at the store. And shipping is discreet. It doesn't have a huge box to say condoms. Let's say you get the condom purchase without the weird, awkward moment. I can't tell. I mean, there are times that I, uh, there was a girl I used to like so much. And I finally got her back at my place. And then she was like, do you have a condom? I'm like, no. And then it was over. And then you can't get those moments back sometimes. Sometimes you can, but a lot of times you can't. You know, you meet a girl on vacation or you know it's a one-time thing or the girl's in the mood and you're in the mood and bam, you got nothing, no protection. And who knows? And then you, you turn on the TV, it's some, you know, herpes medication infomercial and it's even more kills the mood. So you can order online at beadandy.com slash podcast. That's forward slash podcast, beadandy.com forward slash podcast. That's B-E-A. D-A-N-D-Y dot com forward slash podcast and you get 50% off the starter pack because we love you here and we want to see our listeners get laid. This is uh, $3 uh, for your first order which includes six condoms and then $6 a month. And listen people, if you have a condom subscription, you will get laid more. Trust me, it's a, it's a, a scientific fact. So uh, anyway, married life is good people. I uh, am happy. You know, I was, for a while, it was like, I, I, I lived that, you know, player lifestyle and it was fun. But, you know, you, you finally, I finally met someone that, that I, I love and that I'm happy with. And that's, that's huge because so many people, they, they settle. You know, it's like everything is set up for you. you you're like, okay, you know, at, at, at eight, I got to do well in high school so I can get into a good college. And, and then you get into a good college. You want to get good grades. You don't even know what you want to do. You just want good, good grades. And then you're like, oh, I got to make money. So you do a job that you don't even really like, but you, but you need the money and you, you think it's good. And then you're like, oh, my friends are all getting married. I got to get married. So you like pick a chick and you give yourself a two-month 
window for that. And then, oh, we got to have a kid because everyone else has kids. And before you know it, you got a kid that you don't like or that you really like, but you got a wife that you just kind of cast at a job. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a trap, okay? There's no timeline for happiness. But if you actually give yourself a chance to meet someone you like and wait and actually explore different options and get the shit out of your system, that's also important too. Like even that girl that came to my show said she's with that guy all through college, he, her first boyfriend, he makes the NFL, then he cheats on her. Fuck that. First of all, guys, if you're with a chick who's with you when you're out and, and down and out, stay with her when you actually make it. I understand that those options were not available to you before, but still, do the right thing or, or convince her to have threesomes. But don't leave her uh, because it's just it's fucked up. I see a lot of guys do that. They finally get famous and they're like, oh, well, you know, I never had that before. But the thing is, is to get it out of your system beforehand. That's the thing to do. Go out, get laid, have fun and, and get it out. Just get it out of your system. Okay. So that when you're, you know, 40, you don't have a fucking midlife crisis and then just want to go fuck the babysitter or whoever. And I understand. It's not, I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm not saying it's easy. Trust me. There are times that, like, you know, chicks are like, hey, what are you doing later? What are you, what are you doing? When are you going back to the hotel? But I know what I got. You don't give up your mansion for a weekend in Vegas because that weekend in Vegas is going to end. And your mansion, if it's paid for, and you're doing good upkeep, you'll be able to have the mansion for a long time. But you got to be with the right person. That's, that's, and the person doesn't have to be perfect. You know, a lot of times me and my wife, you know, we have different agreements, but that's part of life. You can't, you know, trust me, I, I tried dating girls that were fighters and, and uh, I'm not going to name names, uh, but, you know, we would talk about fighting all the time and I would drive the person crazy. You know, you think that someone has to have all your common interests not true a lot of times uh, you're better off chick you know my wife likes to watch the kardashians i fucking see it and i'm like what is going on how did this be made why are people watching this but i like to watch boxing and my wife doesn't really like to watch boxing i mean she'll watch it with me but she doesn't really like to watch it i could tell she wouldn't be that would not be her first choice uh, of watching you know lfa on friday nights and listening to pat Miletic, who by the way is a brilliant guy. Very underrated commentator is Pat Militich. Does not get the credit he deserves. Pat, Mil- I don't know why the UFC doesn't bring in Pat Militich. Maybe he's getting paid for the LFA and that's where he wants to be, but these other guys that they're bringing in from the WWE or whoever these guys are, it's just, you can just tell they don't really know the sport. They, they know how to broadcast. They can be efficient. They, they do a fine job. It's fine. It gets by. But Pat Militich knows what the fuck he's talking about. In fact, a lot of times, his card means a lot more to me than the, the judge's card. A- and he doesn't always agree with him. In fact, he doesn't a lot of times. And if I was a fighter, I'd almost care more about what Pat Militich thinks than what these three bonehead judges. And when are we going to get better fucking judges, by the way? Enough is enough. I mean, how stupid is this? Where do they find these judges? And send them back. Anyway, what, what are we talking about? Uh, women, sex, drugs, getting laid, whatever you need to talk to about me. I, I'm, I'm here for you guys, okay? I am here for you. I, I fucking love doing MMA Roasted. I love touring the, the world, doing comedy. And by the way, next week, I will be at the uh, Vegas at the Dirty at 30 
Comedy Club. Uh, so the, the show starts at 12.30. Um, and it's in Vegas. And uh, I'll tell you exactly. I always... A lot of times I, I like forget things. And then I just remember that I forgot it. So like I, I like... It's just... Anyway. Uh, the Dirty at 30 Comedy Show in Las Vegas is... Uh, and is at the, the fucking point... Oh God! What, what is wrong with me? I'm, I'm gonna look at it, and then I'm gonna be like at the uh, the South Point. I knew, I knew there was a point there. The South Point, South Point Casino. It's a really good show. I will be there Friday night, Saturday. I'm going to go to the fights. I got tickets to the Frankie Edgar fight. Although uh, I sometimes think that I might get called into work at the comedy show, and then I'm gonna be, uh, be like, oh, maybe I should go to the comedy show because. Would, would these athletes miss their work for my show? And the answer is going to be no. But uh, it's, just, it's always the way it is, man. It's always, it's always the way it is. It's always when you can't do something, people want to give you shit. I'm not always, but even like with auditions, I would stay in town in LA for, I don't know, months at a time, never get a fucking audition. As I'm driving to the airport is when the phone rings. Hey, can you be here? I'm like, I almost wanted to just drive to the airport and pretend I was leaving and just try to like manipulate the audition gods of the world to get me stuff. But what am I complaining about? What am I complaining about? So I'm going to call my boy Eric Anders now. This dude, you talk about a winner. A guy played for Alabama. He, he actually like led the, the, the team in the, in the, the finals um, and, in like tackles. This dude is a monster. He got picked up by the NFL. And then after that, he, he, he didn't make the NFL or the, the CFL. And he's like, I want to be a fighter. And then like a couple years later, He's fighting on Fox as the main event. There's a guy who you want to emulate right there, guys. There's a guy, for all the people that like, we always talk about the wasted talent, the guys that could have been, the guys that should have been. There's a guy who, who does. I mean, who the fuck picks up a pro sport at like age 22 and makes it in the, in the, by 24 or 5 or ever, I don't know how old he is, but it makes the main event. It doesn't happen that often, if ever. But this dude believes in himself. He had a wife that believed in him too. His wife, as I'm, as I'm clear, told him to quit his job at UPS or whatever um, and to actually become a pro fighter. That's a girl right there. I mean, my, my wife did that kind of similar too. There were times I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just go back to college. Maybe this is not working. And my wife's like, no, don't you dare, okay? You're too good to quit. That's the kind of chick you need. A ride or die bitch. And I say bitch in a very, very nice, endearing term. But that's what you need. Because there are so many girls out there. I remember Bill Burr did a joke about that. How like fame and women and it's like, especially in Hollywood or it's really anywhere. But it's like you're, you're, it's like you're running a marathon by yourself and nobody's with you. And then you finally get to what, 26.7 miles and you finish the, the line. And I'm fucking up Bill Burr's joke, but he tells it a lot better than I did. But he, you finally get in. And everyone's like, we did it. We did it. We did it. We all did it. Like, we did it. We. Where the fuck were you at mile six or seven or when I was shitting my pants at mile 14? Where were you? And that's what this fucking business is, man. A bunch of people want to claim the credit for you when you're the one doing all the fucking work. But they all knew. But you know what? You know, those are your fans or those are your people. But I don't know. Uh, your fans are the people actually that are with you when you got nothing going or when you're, when you're trying, when you're doing comedy in laundromats like I was and supermarkets and donut shops and getting booed off stage. 
and the ones that are saying, keep it up, keep your head up. Those are your fans. Those are the ones you want to be around. And the ones that have said you could have done better. Like, hey, that, you kind of suck tonight. The guys that tell you, when everyone else is telling you how funny you are, and your friends are like, hey, you could have do this joke better, or that, or that was good, but I've seen... That, those are the people you want to keep around. Not the negative Nancys, because then you have those people that always hate on you. And I'm not talking about that. I'm about the people that actually tell you when, you know, because you're going to have a lot of yes men. I'm sure Eric Anders has probably already experienced that. You know, he loses to Machito, which I thought he won, and most people in the press thought he won. But a lot of people are, they can't wait to jump on the next train of, uh, yeah, you know, we did it together. We did it, blah, 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 because they want to be there. But fuck. You know, it's like everyone, people say everyone wants to be a fighter, but nobody wants to go to wrestling practice. That's, that's pretty true. You got to go to wrestling practice, people, okay? It sucks. Trust me. I've been to millions of them. It's, it's, they're, they're hard, but, uh, but you got to do it. There's no way around it. So I hear that CM Punk is getting another fight in the UFC. I am adamantly opposed to this. I don't think he deserves another fight in the UFC. I don't think he deserved the first fight in the UFC. And I understand that he has a dream um, to do it, and he's working really hard and yada, 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 but he didn't have an amateur career. He never had a pro fight. He didn't have to work for it. He's there because of his popularity in another sport. And you know what? They have fantasy baseball camp. They have a thing where you could pretend to be a baseball player, uh, and you go there and you pay money, and then you could, you know, play baseball with Reggie Jackson and, and you could act like you and that's what he, they should have a fantasy MMA camp where they have Chuck Liddell and Joe Steve I don't know uh, other guys and Art Jimerson could wear his glove and, uh, and you could I could pretend to be a fighter but you shouldn't just be able to buy your way into the UFC which is essentially what he did and uh, it, I understand why it's not his fault it's really the UFC's fault for letting him do it and I understand it's a business. It's a business. Well, fucking, okay, fine. But there's ethics in business. Some businesses have ethics, and some don't. Uh, and, you know, I tend to think that I want to be part of the ones that do. But um, I don't know. So I'm going to call Eric Anders right now, uh, my friend. He came to my show, and then he sent me a T-shirt that says, Ya boy, uh, which was fucking cool. I wear it with pride. Uh, and uh, he's a good guy. He's got a good team. Hangs out with a bunch of Alabama guys, and uh, I like him. So we're going to call him right now, see if he picks up. Boom. Hey, is this, is this Eric Anders? Yeah, speaking, man. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Man, ain't nothing much, man. Just hanging out, just uh, bringing the kids home from a, a little jujitsu practice. Oh, nice. How old's uh how 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 old your son? Uh, one's eight, one's six. Nice. By the way, thanks for coming to my comedy show uh, in uh, Fresno, man. That was really cool. Nah, dog. We had a blast, man. It was funny. That that that, that was that was amazing. And by the way, thanks for the shirt. By the way, because that was uh, I uh, love the Eric Anders your boy shirt. Uh, it's hey man, so uh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It was it was awesome. So, how are you feeling, man? You uh, you're, you're coming off uh, your your biggest fight, which was in Brazil. A lot of people had you winning. I thought you won. Uh, Sixteen out of twenty-four people in the press thought you won. What did you think? Uh, after going back and watching the fight, you know, I think that I took rounds two, three, and four. 
Uh, you know, he got one. I think one was the uh, most obvious. Uh, five, you know, one whole lot of action at all uh, until the very end. So, you know, I, you know, I think I clearly won two, three, and four. But you know, it is what it is. You know, you gotta go out there and get finishes, and not just you know, kind of dance around in front of each other for a little bit. Now, a guy like that, it just probably is so hard to train for because it's hard to get guys to bring in that are going to emulate that, right? I mean, I don't think he he didn't he just did more of what. I don't know, man. He just—he uh, was moving so much, and I was just like, man, is this dude ever gonna like sit down on a punch or you know do anything? So, um, I, th- I think I should just be more active, uh, and we wouldn't even be having this discussion, you know? Yeah, well, that's well, that's why you're a champion, though, because a lot of guys that I talked to are like, "Hey, no way, I lost that fight. This is bullshit. You know, the world's against me." But you're like, yeah. but you're like, I think I should have been more active, which shows you why you are where you are. I mean, if, if at, at the end of a five-round fight, you know, it looks like you're just getting warmed up to fight. You know, that's obviously, you know, an output issue on my on my end, you know. So, um, and I think that's the biggest reflection of things away from the fight is to, you know, go. Uh, were you, how was your cardio? Because this is your first five-round fight. Were you feeling tired at all? No, it's like, this is my second five-round fight. Um, I fought once five rounds in uh, LFA before I got to the to the UFC. And I, I felt great after the fight, you know. Like I said, you know, my legs weren't tired, my lungs weren't burning, you know. I had good sweat going, obviously. You know, it's nice and humid down there, but you know, you know, I wasn't breathing hard at all. Now I was I was telling people like before uh, you picked up that you really have the the championship mentality of a guy who went as far as you did in football. Tried out for the NFL, didn't make the NFL, or did make it, but didn't, you know, make it how you wanted to make it, CFL. Then you're starting a brand new sport in your 20s, and before you know it, you're headlining a Fox card, uh, a main event. I mean, that's, I know this is not, I know you're not where you want to be, but you still have to look back and be like, man, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's just, um, are definitely on the right track, heading in the right direction, um, but it just shows you what a uh, hard work, you know, and that blue collar mentality will get you. You know, uh, nothing's ever come easy to me. I've had to work for everything, so you know, I just appreciate that. No, I was, uh, I was really happy for you. And you know what's weird? Like, even though you you didn't get the the W, I feel I still feel like your stock rose in a way because you didn't look bad. Like, obviously, you didn't get the that that crazy first round knockout that I thought you were gonna get. But it's not like you got beat up or hurt. Do you kind of feel that way? I mean, I, you know, he didn't really touch me with nothing but his big toe. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was fine after the fight. You know, he's the one who's like, you know, he's, he wore it, definitely. Yeah. Uh, was it now, now, the whole process of going to Brazil, uh, you know, fighting in front of Brazilians, having them boo you, how did they treat you during the week before and after the fight? Oh, man, no, they were awesome. Uh, the week of the fight, even like at the arena. You know, uh, I really didn't get the, you know, I really didn't feel the the, hot, the hostility in there. Um, now, what, what I've been told is, is that just because we're in Belain and that, you know, they're, they're real nice and peaceful in Belain, but Rio or Sao Paulo would be totally different. So, you know, if I could jump on that Rio card at the, uh, you know, in June, you know, that'd be great. Oh, you actually want to fight back in Brazil? Yeah, I'll go back to Brazil, man. I don't care, you know. Uh 
obviously, you know, the mentality I'm going in there with. So, you know, so uh, it should be a fun fight every time I fight in Brazil. Did your wife and kids come with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, my wife, she goes to all the fights. Now, what did she say to you? This is the first time you lost. Was she, was she crying? Was she upset? Was she, like, did she hit you? What happened? Nah, hell nah. <laughs> you know, she was just, you know, you know, she don't cry. She, you know, she, uh, I don't know. She, she thought I won the fight as well. So, you know, at the end of the fight, you know, I was kind of like, man, I really don't know, you know, how that fight went. Because during the fight, it's hard for me to be like, you know, this is what happened in this round. And, you know, for me to run round by round, so. Right, right. Forward, so, and she she was kind of you know pissed off that the the just you know so. What did you know, uh? She was definitely on my side. What did uh Dana say to you? Dana? Oh, I ain't spoke to Dana. Dana ain't saying nothing. Did like the you afterwards of the UFC? Did you feel like they were happy with the performance? Were they kind of like upset about it? Did they want more action? Did you get any kind of vibe? Um, I didn't get any negative vibes. You know, I think you know. People were on the whole, you know, he's went five rounds in a real close fight with the legend type thing at, at, at that particular moment. So, you know, I think that night everybody was, you know, pleased. I don't think I lost any, you know, uh, move down or anything like that. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Did you ever uh, land? Did you ever, did, did you ever hurt him during the fight? Did you ever, you ever feel like, wow, I can't believe he just took that, that punch? Man, the, uh, you know, during the fight? Yeah. You're asking? Every time I hit him, uh, I thought that was going to be it, you know. Um, in that second round, he kicked me, and, I, I, you know, I hit him with the left. I thought he was on the way out then. Uh, and every time I hit him, I thought he was still getting knocked out, you know. Dropped him in the third or fourth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely had my but did, did his breath smell like urine? No, nah, unfortunately, I ain't got, we didn't get face-to-face too. Oh, so. oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Now I know that your mom uh, is in the military. Was she is is was uh, she upset? Was she like you know? Did she make you do push ups or anything afterwards? Or what did you what did, what did your parents say? Uh, my mom was cool, man. She really doesn't know what, what's going on. She just kind of you know looks in my face after the fight. You know that she that lets me know if I did good or not. <laughs> that's cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you're not taking it that hard, man. I mean, uh, this is your first loss. I wasn't sure how you would take it. It sounds like you're just kind of like, all right, next. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I, there, you know, I have a 24-hour rule. You know, 24 hours to celebrate a win, 24 hours to get over a loss. So, you know, um, it is what it is. Time to push forward. Ain't no point. You know, just kind of hanging out on a loss. So, right. You know, I'm anxious to get back in. Hopefully, um, late April, May, June time frame, and uh, you know, got it. Somebody else. Uh, anybody that you want in, in particular? Oh uh, man, I just had elbow surgery, so uh, that's the um, you know first and foremost. You know, I don't have anybody on my mind or anything like that. But you know, closer you know the 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 fight comes, then you know. The, the, you know, the better it feels. Once I think I'm ready to fight and I can actually call out somebody and they can accept the fight, then, you know, we'll definitely do that. Now, I got a baby daughter on the way. I know that you have, you have two kids. Any, uh, congratulations. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, what, 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 what kind of gun are you going with? Uh, what kind of gun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, any uh, advice on, on being a parent? 
Oh man, I just you know I don't I would I wouldn't recommend like being too being like a hover parent. You know, I got two boys, so maybe it's a little bit different. But you know, I, I let them fall on their head. You know, I let them fall on their face and let them learn the lesson that way. You know, I warned you, you didn't listen. So you know. <laughs> all right, now you need stitches and not that night. Tough love. So just fucking give them tough love. Yeah. Uh, now this week we got Josh Emmett versus Jeremy Stevens, UFC Orlando. Who do you like in that fight? Uh, man, I'm gonna go with uh, Emmett. I mean, he's a pretty big, you know, uh, for that weight class, and he hits hard. And uh, you know, it'll be fun to see, though. I think he'll take it, though. Uh, Jessica, Somebody's going to sleep. Jessica Andrade versus Tisha Torres. Who's that? Uh, Tisha Torres versus Jessica Andrade. I'm going with Jessica Andrade. I think that she's too big, too strong. She's going to walk through her punches. Uh, Tisha Torres, you know, her footwork has looked really good here these last few fights. So, yeah. You know, maybe she, uh, you know, uh, points her up from the outside. So, you know, and I think uh, Andrade, you know, she's pretty well-rounded too, though. Uh, OSP versus Ailir Latifi. I'm going to go with OSP, man. He's, you know, Pretty athletic dude, you know, with those punches from awkward angles and he can knock you out from there. So, you know, I'm going to go OST. I mean, if he gets that uh, that Von Fluke choke again, oh. I'm just like, come on. That's going to be ridiculous, you know. Yeah, it's over. Fuck. And then Mike Perry versus Max Griffin. Uh, man, let's go with Mike Perry, man. I think he's going to have a little extra motivation. I think he's from Orlando, so if he's fighting in his hometown then. You have a little, a little extra fire lit up under his ass, so I'm gonna go with Michael. Now, are you, are you, are you a Mike Perry fan? I feel like sometimes he's very controversial. He just, you know, he's very loud, very uh, abrasive. Man, I, I don't, I don't think anything in MMA is like controversial. You know, you can't tell somebody how to act or you yeah. know, assist them or whatever. You know, as long as it's genuine. Um, I think Mike Perry's funny. I don't know him personally, but you know, the little sound bites and. You know, stuff that he says that, you know, I catch on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. You know, uh, I think he's funny. So. He is funny. Yeah. And he comes to fight. He gets, a, he gets in there and, you know, likes to, likes to bang. So, you know, I can appreciate that. Now, I started the show by saying that the, the hook about Conor McGregor is saying he offered to fight Frankie Edgar and fill in, but he said the money wasn't right or the UFC said that they couldn't afford him. Then you, then you didn't really offer to fight him, right? I mean... Connor's in the position to name his price, I feel like. So, you know, maybe he did say, yeah, I'll fight him, but this is what I want. And, you know, they didn't give it to him, so whatever. I, uh, but yeah, Kirk, uh, Conor McGregor likes to stir the pot anyway, so, you know, I kind of take everything that, uh, that he said with a grain of salt. Now, do you think uh, Brian T. City's going to take Frankie Edgar? Who, who, who do you like in that fight? Uh... I don't know, man. He struggled with Chad Mendez on two days no on two weeks notice. Um, but Frankie gets dropped a lot. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one to call. <laughs> I, th- I think Frankie. I think Frankie would, uh, you know, tire him out and eventually subdue him. Though you think Frankie beats Conor McGregor, but what about Frankie versus Brian Ortega? Ooh, oh man, Frankie's a vet. Frankie's a vet. You know, he's come to fight. I don't think. It's, I think uh, you know. He's shown that he can wear it. Uh, I guess Brian Ortega has, too. I think Frankie's going to be Brian Ortega. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I, I hope. Many ways to win. Now, and on the, you know. Now, don't you think that Connor should be stripped of his belt at, because he's not fighting? 
I mean, if he hasn't defended it and, you know, there's no, like, medical issue or nothing like that, then, you know, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, and then now, and now they're talking about Tito Ortiz is going to fight Chuck Liddell again. Would you watch this? <laughs> Where at? Bellator? Uh, Bellator, the old age home, or, I don't know, Denny's at 5 o'clock. I mean, would you watch this fight? Ah, uh, yeah, probably, <laughs> just because. I, li- I like Chuck Liddell, man. I, th- I think the last thing to go is power. So, you know, I think he'll still be able to, to let him ride for at least a round. Yeah. Uh, now, how, how much longer do you think you're going to fight for? Five years, 10 years, 20 years? Um, ideally, uh, you know, I want to be done with it, you know, by, by the time I'm 35. I'll be 31 in, uh, in April. So you know, I kind of want to get in, do what I want to do, do what I'm going to do in the sport and, you know, keep it moving. Then what? Uh, I don't know, man. Me and my wife, we're, uh, you know, uh, trying to develop those different streams of revenue. So who knows what I'll have by then. You know, eventually, you know, I'd like to open up my own gym, my own spot. Yeah. And, me- uh, you know, bring then- kids and adults out of there, too. And don't you have, like, your own CBD oil or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm rocking with uh, Infinite CBD, and uh, we've come out with my own my own little line of it so now, you can go on infinitecbd.com and uh, check it out man now is that is that like illegal or, or is that illegal as far as like or is that against USADA or, or, or is that everything cool nah just uh, January 1st of this year um, it became legal oh good. good all the way good you know they got that in competition out of competition testing so you know uh, it was good for out of competition now it's good for in competition as well yeah, because I use CBD oil all the time. It, it relaxes me. It helps me after workouts. Uh, you know, I think CBD is great. I, I'm 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 a huge fan of it. So it's it's good for uh, reduce inflammation, help reduce the stuff that causes CTE and uh, uh, dementia and whatnot. Yeah, you guys, you guys got think- so, you know it's an awesome product. Are you guys done with kids? Are you guys done with kids? Or are you, you guys want to have more kids? Man, I think it's over with, man. We got an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Uh, man, I, I don't think either one of us can just do the infant stage again. Maybe if the stork could drop off like a, like a three-year-old, we would take it. But as far as babies and changing diapers and crying and all that, nah, we good on that. Now, I was talking about also guys sometimes, you know, they, they're with their girl before they make it. They make it. Then all of a sudden, all these chicks come out of nowhere and then they, a lot of times these guys leave their girl or, or they cheat or whatever. You're a very good-looking guy. You're a pro fighter. How do you deflect the, all the pussy that gets thrown your way? Uh, listen, bro, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be fine. I'd be sitting at a desk working if it wasn't for my wife. So, you know, there's, there's nothing that nobody on this planet can offer me, uh, you know, that, that she doesn't do for me. So, you know, it's not, it wouldn't even be wouldn't be worth the trade, you know. So. But what do you do? Like a girl comes up I'm to you, right? I'm not gonna fuck up what I got going on. But let, but let's say you're you're at the gym, right? And then so, and then some girl goes, "Oh, hey, look at you, your boy. You want a quick uh, BJ? I mean, I mean, what do you say?" Hell no, nah, I, I hit a spin move on her ass to keep it moving, man. <laughs> hit her stiff arm around the head. Hell no. <laughs> you, you actually stiff I, arm? I got a good thing going, man. My, my wife, she is, you know, she is the unicorn. She's good looking. You know, she's very intelligent. You know, 
she cooks, she cleans, she does everything. So I'm not going to ruin what I got going on in my crib over. Plus, you got it all out of your system at like Alabama, right? I mean, you probably ran a train on chicks. It was like you and all the all those hot white girls in Alabama, right? And were Mexican or Latin, whatever they were. I think back at- Back in the day, that's, you know, that's a different story. Yeah. But, you know? Yeah. So you, but you, I, got, I got all that out of my system. Right, right, right. I mean, after games, were girls just coming up to you and they were like, oh, my God, you have so many tackles, and it was like one BJ for every tackle? That's a pretty close uh, calculation. Wow. Damn. Fuck. Now, when they recruited you to play for Alabama on your recruiting trip, with the guys, with because I remember wrestling when I got recruited to play to wrestle at Binghamton, they were throwing chicks at me, going, "Hey, is that how it was in, in at Alabama?" I mean, I, I definitely had a different uh, recruiting experience than some of those other high-profile guys. I just kind of came in, signed my scholarship, and uh. you know, took it back to the house, hung out for a little bit, and. Nice. Drove on back to Texas. Flew back. I guess I flew. Yeah, we flew. So, you know, I, I, like I signed it. like you know, I signed, I signed like two weeks before camp started. So, wow. Well, look, man, you all the other guys their time with having come down in the spring to the spring game. You know, they, they get a little bit different treatment. So, where can people find you on uh, social media and stuff? Uh, man, you can get at me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Eric Anders E R Y K A N D E R S. Eric, man, I can't thank you enough, dude. I'm, I'm a fan for life, and uh, thanks for everything, man. Hey, nah, brother, I appreciate it, man. Love the show. Love your, uh, love your stand-up. Keep rocking, man. Thanks, brother. Take care. Uh, have a good one. That was your boy, Eric Anders. Fucking class act right there. Nice guy, class act, great athlete. Just that dude is just, uh, he's the truth, man. He, that guy, he's just, he, he, they don't make him better than that guy. All right, so I'm calling Darian Caldwell, the Bellator champion. We'll see if he picks up the phone. Hopefully, hopefully he does. And if he does, that'll be great because shh. Hello, Hello is this Darian Caldwell? Who is This is Adam Hunter from MMA Roasted. What's going on, man? What up, Adam? How are you doing, man? Yeah, man, just uh, literally just heading up to the gym right now. What are you up to? I'm just doing the MMA Roasted podcast, and I was just telling everybody uh, listening um, how when the first time I saw you fight Brett Metcalf, I was blown away, and then I saw you were in Bellator, and I'm like, this guy is going to be the champ, and now here you are, uh, two years later, the champ of the world. Congratulations, man. I appreciate that, man. That's what's up. <laughs> I I, I, know, I I knew it. I was like, this dude, he has all the intangibles, and uh, and the guy's a winner. And a lot of people were sleeping on you. Do you feel like you're finally getting the respect you deserve? Um, yeah, no, you know, anytime. I just feel like the whole, uh, on a grand scheme of things, the MMA community as a whole don't really have enough or as much respect for Bellator as a as an organization, you know, um, and I don't think an organization, you know, uh, the fact that you're in the UFC or you're in Bellator, you're in, you know, RFL should be okay, be decided on who's the best guy, you know. Um, I'm all for, you know, emerging, you know, companies to fight each other, you know, because I want to make it clear that I'm the best in the world. And, 
No, I think that you give anybody a problem. I, th- I think that you, you beat anybody, actually. Uh, but do you think that Bellator sometimes is that to the, themselves when they put on, you know, uh, Heather Hardy versus whoever or, you know, Ken Shamrock versus uh, Art Jimerson's 12 or, you know, stuff like that, that that's why? Or do you think it's just in general because it's just... I just- I just think it's in general because the UFC doesn't, uh, they've been around so long, you know, like they, they like, so it, like on the grand scheme of things, you look at the UFC, like, all right, this is like the NFL of MMA, you know? And so anybody who's the UFC champ is the best guy in the world, which I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think so either. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously you, I think that the Pitbull brothers, I, th- I think that what's his name? Um, uh, Mike Chandler uh, does well against anybody. I, you can you can go up and down the line and be like, you know what, these guys would, you know, now Rory McDonald has a win over Tyron Woodley. You know, he has a loss to Wonder Boy, who who Tyron beat twice. But but yeah, so I mean, abs- absolutely. Now, do you think the difference between your career though has been going over to Alliance and training with Dominic Cruz? Absolutely. Uh, being over here, definitely. Uh, I hit a milestone here. You know. I- I hit a, a big curve, you know, a big learning curve at that, you know, a lot of things that I didn't know about the sport, you know, and just how to really do be cerebral and, 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 and see things, you know, that um, I didn't see before I came here um, has changed, you know. So um, definitely, you know, having guys who uh, like Dominic Cruz and, and Jeremy Stevens and Phil Davis and, you know, these guys around, you know, Hair Alliance has been extremely helpful in my development and um, look for me to only get better, you know. Was it hard at first because you came like from a wrestling background and you didn't know anybody? Like, were they accepting at first or at first did you kind of have a, a, a mark on you? You know, they, they, opened, they welcomed me with open arms, you know. It was definitely interesting, you know. Um, coming from a wrestling background, you know, where everybody everybody's grinders, you know, and you got you got ten, twenty guys in the room just grinding, you know, grinding hard day in, day out, all trying to be a national champion, you know. And when you come to a gym which is the same way they're all trying to be world champions, it, it just it just put things back in perspective for me. Now when you came to my show we hung out, are you you still with that girl by the way? Yes, I'm still with my girlfriend, man. Nice. That beautiful girl. I mean, what an ass. Holy shit. Good work by that, by the way. Uh, But no problem. Now, uh, when you came, you were like a foot taller than me, and then you fight at 135. Like, do you cut 100 pounds for each fight? I mean, what do you walk around at? Yeah, you know, I had a good time at the show, too. Best comedy show I've been to ever. Oh, thank you. Um, Thank you. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's terrible, bro. Uh, definitely look forward to coming to another one. I think we're over at the Dime, I mean, around out in LA. So uh, I'm out there in LA sometimes. So gotta let me know when you're going to stuff. You know? But uh, yeah, the weight cut is it, it's it's like a weight cut before the weight cut. You know, I'm I got out out of out of camp weight, I got in camp weight, and then I got fight weight. You know, and out of camp weight for me is walking around at 180. You know, and then when I'm in camp, you know. I get down to 155, you know, and then wow. time to fight, you know, when it's time to fight, obviously I got to make 135. So it's like a, it's a weight cut before the weight cut, you know, it's a process, you know, but 
It's doable. How hard is that last 10 pounds? That last 10 pounds for everybody sucks, you know? Yeah. That last two or three pounds is the worst, you know? It's like, man, I'm doing everything I can, but I'm not even sweating. But uh, honestly, uh, my last fight, the first time I made 135, even scratch, um, I did it the right way, you know? I knew I had to do it the right way to make 135. I hadn't been 135 since uh, junior year of high school, you know, so um, I knew I had to do the right things and um, it just made everything a little bit smoother. Now, your high school record, you were a three-time state champ of Jersey. You had a record of 146 and four, which is insane. And then you went to NC State. Why did you pick NC State? Uh, NC State just had an awesome program. It, had, it was a fun environment, a, a pretty chill environment, you know. Uh, at the time, they were talking to when we were, you know, talking about uh, me coming, you know, when Carter Jordan sat down in my house, you know, he expressed that he's let me go ahead and, and attempt to make the football team and try, try out for the football team, you know. Uh, unfortunately, when I got to, to college, you know, the man, wrestling was so demanding. It was just, it was, it was a, it was a 24-hour, you know, job, you know. Yeah. Um, it was almost impossible to, for me to really uh, want to focus on anything else besides wrestling because it was, like I said, it was so demanding and it was fun. I, I knew I love wrestling. You know, I knew it was, it, I could be a national champ, you know. And so um, that kind of just uh, really kept me, kept me in, in the path of wrestling. Right. Well, I mean, you did great. I mean, you, you were uh, you were the national champion. Uh, you won the, uh, the the best award in wrestling your junior year. You beat Brett Metcalf, which was like a guy that he had beat. He had teched you earlier, right? He beat you by sixteen points, fifteen points earlier in the season. Yeah, fifteen points. Fifteen points. So it was like it was about a 20, 20, 21 point, you know, uh, swing, if you would say, you know. Uh, from the course of the beginning of the year, you know, uh, I would say my out of camp weight, you know, when I was out, I was pretty much out of camp, you know, uh, if you can put it in terms like that, you know, beginning of the year, it was an awesome match. He was supposed to wrestle Bubba Jenkins. Bubba Jenkins got hurt. They called me up the week of and said, hey, you want to wrestle this guy? I'm like, of course I want to wrestle him. I beat him before. You know, the year before, I had I, I had pinned him uh, in his cradle uh, and he had won a national title. Uh, I lost to Bubba in the semis. He wound up beating Bubba that year uh, in the finals. And, and so that just left this allocation. I'm glad I, I had beat already. But I pinned at that. Uh, was a national champion. And I was sitting in the stands watching. So uh, I stepped up and took the, the, the bout on short notice. And then uh, he wound up giving it to me. He, 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 uh, he, he did his job. You know, he, he pretty much taxed my ass, you know, so... That right there put another sour taste in my mouth. I'm like, oh man, I gotta do more. So uh, I made it. I made it a point to really focus that that season and make sure that didn't happen again. Well, it didn't, and you you beat him in the finals when it counted. Now back after you're you're winning, you're up by like I think ten or twelve points. You start you start doing backflips, and then he pushes you. Uh, and then a fight almost ensued. It was almost like a brawl. Do you kind of wish you would have decked him, or you was like, "Fuck it," you're kind of happy that you know. You <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look, if I knew I was gonna be uh, fighting rather than uh, attempting to make a Olympic team at that time, I probably would have stole off on him. He probably would. I probably would have broke his jaw. You know. So. Uh, uh, 
Well, he that... caught me off guard, but, uh, you know, early in my career, I wanted him to make that transition as well so we can have to have a fight, you know, but uh, he wound up, you know, sticking with wrestling, and I never got my hands back on him, but. Right, uh, right. But then, but then you also, after yeah, one yeah. of your fights, you I did it. Against what? Oh, he, that guy's a dick, but, but he's a great wrestler. But then in one of your fights, you did a backflip off the cage, hit the camera woman. Uh, she, you, you almost killed her. Uh, are you kind of done with backflips now, or are you, are you still committed to these backflips? Absolutely not. I'm still going to backflip, you know. It's not going to be on the, on the, it's not gonna be on the cage or off the cage, but I'm definitely a backflip type of guy when I celebrate, you know. <laughs> So expect me to do a backflip, you know, once, uh, whenever I finish a guy, you know. Right. A win for me is a, a, a unanimous decision win or just a, a win in general, you know, like without finishing a guy, to me, really isn't a win, you know. Uh, it, I got to finish these guys. I got I to gotta put them to sleep. You know, I got to tap them out, you know. Uh, right. So um, anytime I, I, I get a finish, you know, you're going to see a backflip. You know, I might start a backflip challenge. Start doing backflips <laughs> off everything. Start doing, start doing backflips off cars and houses, apartments. You know, just to just to prove my point. That would be amazing. Now, uh, now that the one loss you have on your record. You, you, you were beating up Joe Tamaggio. You took a, kind of a sloppy shot. I hate to say it's a sloppy shot, but it seemed kind of a little sloppy. And, and you got caught. Do you think that was the best thing that happened for you? I think that was the best thing that could have happened to me. You know, had it not happened to me, uh, I wouldn't have ran into the likes of Dominic Cruz and Eric Fierro, you know, and it was, I feel like they've been a tremendous part of my, my growth in the last two years, you know, so... Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm growing a lot faster than uh, maybe I would have had I not taken taking that out. Yeah, no, I mean, and and like you came back and then you beat him. You came back and beat him. Yeah. Although a couple times you put yourself in situations where I was like, oh no, please don't let it happen again. You were kind of playing with fire in like the rematch too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, that that second fight, I just I really didn't focus on my, myself. You know, I kind of focused on you know, what he did and how to stay away from it. You know, so uh, I, I feel like if that fight was to happen again, I, I'll definitely finish job. Now, uh, what's your as far as uh, contract wise? How many fights left do you have under the Bellator contract? Uh, well, once I became champion, champion it extended a few fights. So. I still got a few fights in Bellator, but, you know, Bellator is my home, you know. Uh, I don't see myself anywhere else, you know. Uh, I, I would like for uh, some sort of, like I said earlier, you know, some sort of emergence where, you know, I can fight the champ here at Bellator, fight the champ for the UFC. So um, I'm sure the UFC won't want to do that, you know, because they, they already you- know the outcome. They, they know who's the best in the world at 135. How do you think you would do against TJ Dillashaw? Against who? TJ Dillashaw. I will sleep TJ. He's just too small. These these guys are too small for me. They they, they don't got any work. TJ he's he's got a lot of bark. He's he's got a lot of fire in him, but he doesn't have what it takes to beat me. You said you would sleep him. Like you you would you would, you would knock him out. I would sleep TJ. Wow. Uh, and then what what about Cody Garbrandt? I sleep him too. Look at this. These guys these guys are uh, they, they they got a lot of rah rah, but you know. Uh, when I see them, when they see me, they already know the deal. Like, 
ain't, ain't nothing. They, they don't want this work. I honestly do think that Bellator, and I, I like Bellator. I've worked for Bellator before, but they got to do a better job promoting you because I honestly think that you probably are pound for pound one of the best fighters in the world. I would put you at t- top five pound for pound right now, but I, but I think that you should they should you should be their poster boy because I yeah. you know yeah I, yeah I haven't I haven't had that that fight where where guys are like oh it was a war like for instance that that uh, Eddie Alvarez and, and uh, Michael Chandler fight that that was a fight you everyone's gonna see you know to the end of time you know that's a fight that that's a fight that that made history that's gonna make history forever so uh, I feel like once I'm I'm in one of those fights, you know, uh, people will see, but, you know, I think, I think the problem is, you know, I just make it look so easy that these, it's not going to ever really be that way, you know, so, uh, it, it's hard, to, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell, but I do believe, uh, Bellator is doing their, doing their best, you know, um, giving me a platform, you know, to, to showcase my skills, and, uh, I, I think it's just a matter of time until people realize I'm the best. I th- top of town now you, you fight against Higo. You can't you can't overlook this guy. Very dangerous guy in front of you. Absolutely, he's very dangerous. You know, he poses a lot of threats, but nothing that I've not seen before. You know, uh, look for this guy to be sleep sleep on a canvas. Uh, uh, come March second, either that or he's going to tap. So I, I I love it. I love it. Uh, now, did you give any advice to Aaron Pico when he came in? Yeah, man, Aaron Pico is doing the right thing. You know, he's on, he's on the right path. Um, I, I think he's a great fighter. Um, just keep doing what you're doing, you know. Uh, he's, a, he's a great wrestler. You know, he's transitioning well into the sport. So as long as he keeps doing, doing what he's doing, he's, he's got a huge, huge, huge upside. There's a couple guys. I mean, Ed Ruth, Tyrell Fortune. I feel like they need to be pushing these guys more. You know, they're pushing... I mean, like the Bellator heavyweight tournament's fun and all, but the, I, I really think you, Ed Ruth, Pico, even MVP, uh, that's the future of, of the sport, uh, guys like that. Y- y- Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I think those type of stuff, you know, they bring viewers, you know, that's who people know. That's who the MMA world knows. And so if they get us on these cards, you know, they'll, they'll see – like okay, these guys are the up and comers. The, the up, these are the, the vintage Vanderways and the vintage, you know, Ken Shamrocks and, and such. So uh, I think they're doing a good job, job at promoting us and. Um, Hello. I think I lost him. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 I'm here. Oh, okay. I, said, I think it's. I think. I think it's only a matter of time until. Uh, the U.S. or the the world realizes, you know, that we are the, the vintage yeah. Hugo Ortiz's and, and Ken Shamrocks, you know. So uh, it's only a matter of time until the world realizes. Well, the diehards know it. The, the wrestling fans, especially, know it. The guys who are, you know, amateur wrestling fans. I mean, like, I was so happy when they signed you. I was so happy when they signed Bubba, even though Bubba went his own direction. And I was happy when they find, you know, Ruth and Tyrell Fortune and uh, some of these other guys. You know, are going to be they're going to be stars, um, and and you're right. Uh, eventually, people will catch up, just just like me with my comedy. Eventually, Netflix is going to be like, "All right, give this guy a fucking special." So uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, our backgrounds are different. You know, our our, our paths are uh, different. You know, so um, 
we just got to continue to grind and um, it, we can't be denied, you know, it, it's, it's, it's as simple as that, you know, it's, it, our, our work just can't be denied. I love it. I love it. Now I'm in a light. I'm like ready to go run right now. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, thank you, Darion. I will be looking forward to watching you next Friday night, headlining the Spike card. The champ is here. Darion Caldwell, thank you for everything, man. All right. Thanks, Adam. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you, buddy. Take care. You got, yeah. you got the champ in the house. See, look at that. Uh, how cool is that? And he's right. You can't be denied. People, do yourselves a favor. Watch Darian Caldwell. The guy is the future, uh, especially at, with Dominic Cruz now training him. Ugh, that's scary. Scary how good that guy could be. Unlimited potential. Unfucking limited potential. So, anyway, people, that is the uh, end of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I will tell you where I'm going to be at. Um, and uh, here's where I'm going to be at. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you. Uh, Check out if you need you live in California and you want marijuana, speedweed.com. Speedweed.com. Uh, they got the best stuff. Just use code ROASTED. And uh, in the meantime, uh, this week, okay, so I will be uh, this Friday night, which is tomorrow night, at the Haha ha Comedy Club. The Haha ha Comedy Club is no located in North Hollywood on Lancashire. I will be hosting, I think, the 830 show, and I'll probably be hosting the or I'll be on the 10.30 show as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Make sure you... I'm on, I'm on one of those shows, but I'll tell you where I'm at. Uh, next Monday at the Dime Bar in Hollywood, the Dime. That's my spot. Uh, next Tuesday, Laguna Beach. So Shan and Jerry and all you guys, you guys better show up there. Laguna Beach at the Skyloft. Uh, then I will be at the South Point Casino next Friday at 12.30 at night. Then uh, the following Thursday to Sunday, that's the 8th to the 11th, I will be in Syracuse, New York at the Funny Bone uh, in Bakersfield. My man uh, who hit me up, um, uh, Sid Vicious, yes, Bakersfield, Friday on the 16th, I'll hook you up with comps, uh, Sid uh, who, who hit me up. Uh, then I will be at Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento, California, April 4th. The San Diego Comedy Palace, the 13th to the 14th. Uh, hopefully, I'll see my boy in Caldwell there. And Harvey's, Portland, Oregon, April 27th to the 29th. Uh, and then Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club, May 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then the House of Comedy, uh, May 9th to the 13th in Minnesota at the House of Comedy. So listen, people, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys all have great weekends. And uh, God bless and uh, love you guys. Bye. Cool, can go, could trap, sons, and traps, sons, and traps, traps, sons, and trap, don't some trap, don't some trap, don't some trap. Tunis, sons, to hook them, don't put land. Tanders, don't, and don't put them, 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 don't put them